Today's scripture is from Matthew chapter 5. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see the good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophecies, prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until it is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of these, one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God the Creator, the one who calls you beloved. Amen. About five years ago, I was introduced to these two wonderful exercises to help with self-acceptance and self-love. I didn't realize it, and it took my therapist to point out to me that I couldn't take a compliment, like at all. I would bat it away like a swarm of bees attacking me. Someone would say, you did really well on that test, Rich. Instead of saying, thank you, I studied really hard, I would say, thanks, I got lucky. Or someone would point out that they liked my writing, instead of saying, thank you, it's a passion of mine, I would say, thanks, it's okay. I would always minimize, always deflect. People would offer a gift, and I would try and cheapen it. I would tell them they got the wrong guy. Humility was a huge value growing up, but I didn't learn but I learned it is a balance. Humility at the expense of self-love and minimization can be damaging. So these two exercises. The first one is the mirror exercise, a seemingly simple thing. I was told to stand in front of a mirror, maybe in the morning or before bed, and compliment myself three times. Say something in the mirror that I liked about myself. Easy, I can do this. So I stood there. And oh, let me tell you, it was weird. <laughs> it made my skin crawl at first, standing there thinking up things to compliment myself for. I felt like I had abandoned humility altogether. And with it, comfort. But the second exercise. Uh, for it, I was told that my wife, Jess, 
had to say three nice things about me every day. This one I can do. I walked out of my session, frantically texting Jess, laughing. My therapist said, you have to say three nice things about me every day. Mandatory, you have no choice. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, but there was a catch. There was a catch. I had to say thank you after each one and nothing else. No deflection, no minimization. Just thank you. And then awkward, silent space. Even this one was hard. Admittedly, it started off rocky when Jess blanked on three nice things to say to me the first day, but we got there. <clears throat> so this is all to say, this is all to say that belovedness can be hard. This idea that we are created in the image of God, that we are loved, that we matter deeply to the people around us and to the community that we live in. So my question to you is, do you ever struggle with your belovedness? So what does Jesus have to say about this? You are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. Salt and light. Okay, salt. We all use that one. One of its most famous uses is in cooking, to bring out flavor, to make a dish really sing. We see this theme that who we are, our core essence, as a unique human being, adds to the greater community. And it's important for all of us that you are who God made you to be. Your passions, your likes, your dislikes, your strengths, your perfections, your imperfections, all are beloved parts of God's kingdom. But the text is also disquieting as well. What does it mean to lose your saltiness? There are seemingly dire ramifications for losing it. Yes, salt is used for cooking to make flavors, but does it not sting if poured into a wound? Light, a favorite metaphor of many. Theologian and scholar Melanie Howard points out in the Greek, let your light shine is not actually a command to us as humans. Rather, it is a command to the light itself which draws her to the conclusion it is not for humans to accomplish any particular work. Humans are simply to allow their core essence to be made more evident. I summarized it as you be you. That's me, not Professor Howard. But just like salt, there's another side to light. You have the language of a city on a hill for all, let your light shine, but the thing with the light is that it can just as easily illuminate the things we would rather keep in darkness. And it might expose the things we don't want ourselves or others to see. We have a dualism here. That beautifully vexing concept that two opposing ideas can be true at the same time. You are beloved. Every part of your identity your race, your sexuality, your gender, your nationality, your height, your weight, your personality, everything. You are beloved. It is a universal truth written by our Creator. You are salt and light. You need not accomplish anything for this. And our belovedness, belovedness demands that we honor the belovedness of others. 
Now we have some work. Jesus needs from us the salt that stings, the light that illuminates, but we don't want illuminated. This is where I need a community to walk with. My biases, my culture I was formed in, my, mat- my natural default settings because of the systems I am a part of pull me to comfort and civility and away from what Jesus wants for me. It's in regard to so many social issues. Let's take racial equity for one. Beverly Daniel Tatum, in her book, Why Are All the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria, has a great illustration of what I'm feeling. She writes, I sometimes visualize the ongoing cycle of racism as a moving walkway at the airport. Active racist behavior is the equivalent to walking fast on the conveyor belt. Passive racist behavior is equivalent to standing still on the walkway. No overt effort is being made, but the conveyor belt moves the bystander along to the same destination at those who are actively walking. Some of the bystanders may feel the motion of the conveyor belt, see the active racist ahead of them, and choose to turn around. But unless they are walking actively in the opposite direction at a speed faster than the conveyor belt, unless they are actively anti-racist, they will find themselves carried along with the others. That is salt in one of my wounds. That is light. That is lighting some corner of who I am that would much easier be kept in the dark. Turning around is one thing, but walking faster than the belt itself? That takes a community doing it together. That takes courage. It takes time. Feels like the moment after Jess had said a compliment to me and all I could say is thank you back. Awkward, incomplete, uncomfortable. But liberating. But liberating. And that's the promise, that's the gospel today. Once you look in the mirror and glimpse that God has all, what God has always known, that you are a beloved child of God, there is no other response but working to honor the belovedness of others. What better work is there, what more profound realization can there be? For some of us, it's hard to be in front of that mirror and even more daunting to honor in others what is hard to see in ourselves. Even with a loving community surrounding us, it, can't be, it can be difficult to sift through the parts of this world that will challenge our belovedness. But make no mistakes, my friends. Each of us is beloved. God sealed it through the waters of baptism. So stand in this beautiful dualism with me. The kingdom of God is here today, in this room. It always has been, and it cannot be undone. The kingdom of God isn't here yet. It is still forming through justice, understanding, and love. This is the call to action. But as the text reminds us, we have what we need. We are salt and light. We are beloved. Amen.